Everybody's ready to go. He's ready to go. I'm ready to go. And you're ready to go. Well, if you want to lose your money, then bet on funny. I mean, listen, we're talking about practice. Not a game, not a game. We're talking about practice. He's too ugly to be the world champ. The world champ should be pretty like me. You reach, I teach. Oh. The lesson just started. That's an interception, folks. I'm a man. I'm 40. I'm not a, I'm not a kid. Far back to pass, pumps to the left. Eight seconds left. He gets away from the pressure. Fires to the end zone. Touchdown! Call Knurkle butter. Because he is on a roll. Derek Jeter in first. Booyah! All the dreams, all the hopes for the national championship come down to this play. Young from the shotgun. Back to throw. Vince looks. Under pressure. He'll tuck it in and run. Vince to the five. Young. Touchdown, Texas. Touchdown, Vince Young. Yellow. Welcome back to the Jet Suite Podcast, hosted by the one and only Rhett the Jet, where I'm bringing you in motion and handing off the latest news, topics, and scores around the league. I know what y'all are thinking, folks. Finally, the Jet has come back to your local audio source. I know I took a break a few months ago. I gave you all the NBA special edition episode. But it's finally here, folks. The best time of the year is finally here. We got high school football, college football, NFL. Even got a handful of games or so this Saturday. It's here, folks. Gear up. Although I would not call this upcoming weekend the opening weekend of college football. I think that's the next weekend, Labor Day weekend. But it is here nonetheless. However, I did want to bring an episode to y'all that I said I was going to do last season. Never got to it. And I thought this would be a perfect time a week before opening weekend. And the topic of discussion has been a big debate. For many of years, by fans, collegiate athletes, NCAA coaches, and that's if if college athletes should receive financial compensation for being an athlete, being representing their university, their fans, the campus, the school colors. And I do have a special guest with me tonight. A Sam Houston State Bearcat, who came from Mesquite, Texas, started as a true freshman at Sam Houston State. As a sophomore, was honorable mention all-conference player. As a junior, he was part of the Associated Press FCS All-American team, Southland Conference Defensive Player of the Year, and had a national championship appearance he wasn't done though in 2012 his senior year was a walter camp all-american was again a conference champion and again made another national championship appearance the starting safety mr darnell taylor darnell what's going on tonight i'm doing well man doing well Uh, it feels good to, to have this chance to down and talk with you about this. You know how I feel about it. Yes, sir. Uh, I feel like we've had this conversation before, so yes, sir. Uh, it's good just to put it back out there, man. And I, I, I think you were one of the best to choose from. Obviously, uh, you've been in the locker room, you've been in the classroom. You know how it how it goes down behind the scenes. Uh, I think we have a lot of mutual friends, so I think this is a cool opportunity 
uh, to get yeah. your perspective on how things oh, were yeah, done. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I'm 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 gonna ask you a question, just yes or no. Do you believe collegiate athletes should get financial benefit from the NCAA, whether FCS, FBS, Division Two, II, Division Three, JUCO? Yes or no? Yes. Yes. Oh, yes. Okay. So I'm sure you are part of the wake up at 4 a.m., hit the weights at 5, film, etc., go to class. Let, let's let get it inside. Okay, let's say we – Sam Houston State was in the Southland Conference, right? Yeah. Let's say it's a Wednesday, you know, week six. You have a road game in Central Arkansas. It's Wednesday Take us through your agenda from when your alarm clock sounds off to when you set it uh, for the next morning at night. What's what's a player's agenda uh, as a collegiate athlete? All right, man. Normally Wednesdays, uh, we don't have weights. Uh, normally that's a Tuesday or Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday thing. Wednesday, we normally don't have weights. Uh, if it, if we did have weights that morning, we started at uh, With that being said, even if we didn't have weights, we still had film before class started. Mm-hmm. Uh, we would have to be at film at 6.30 in the morning. Okay. Uh, if you had an 8 o'clock class, then 8 o'clock class, we were normally done uh, prior to then, so we had time to walk to class. <laughs> After class, uh, if you ran class from anywhere from eight to about one, mm-hmm. which is pretty normal for a student, and we had that we had our classes in that time from eight in the morning to about one in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. Uh, right after that, you normally had time for lunch, about half an hour to an, an hour for lunch. And at that point, you were up at the field house. You're at the field house, you're getting ready for uh, film all over again. At that point, you're you're watching film with your opponent. Mm-hmm. And, and you see what they like to do best. Him normally started around two-ish. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you normally didn't get done back to the house to about seven that night or that evening, you know. Mm-hmm. So uh, it was a long day. And you're talking about putting in some serious hours. Yeah. It's, it's days where you put in 12-plus hours easy, you know. Absolutely. And, uh, and that's hard to do on the students. As you guys mm-hmm. think, you're a full-time student. But all that being said, you still had to get to study hall each night. That mm-hmm. it normally went from about seven thirty to eight thirty or nine. Uh, and at that point, you go home and you get everything you did that you need to do mm-hmm. uh, on your own. I mean, and you know how that can be. But it's fun. Yes. Extra study time, the study group, um, just getting everything for that next day yeah uh, them days got real long man real long and and we're not we're not just talking two or three days out of the week right we're we're talking five or six days obviously we're talking five or six days out of the week yeah, yeah you no you, doubt, you got the travel day you're sleeping in the hotel uh obviously you got game day where you wake up you eat breakfast with the squad i'm sure y'all do some walkthroughs and yeah, then you yeah, got the game yeah. And it's not like you're just like leisuring after the game and sightseeing and being a tourist. You're you're coming back the same night, right? Yeah, you're, you're coming back the same night. And, and you said something about Central Art. One thing I know about that day, uh, 
we had to drive, and that drive was it was crucial, man. We were yeah. on a Thursday morning. We were stopped halfway mm-hmm. at a high school, have our walkthroughs. I said Thursday morning. We'll leave on a Friday morning, early on a Friday morning. Yep. So, of course, we'll miss class that day, you know. Yeah. And uh, and we'll stop halfway, have our little lunch, mm-hmm. walkthroughs, stuff like that, drive the rest of the way, mm-hmm. get there, hop off the bus, get checked into the hotel, have meetings, you know how that is. Yeah. Uh, until it was time to eat that night, mm-hmm. dinner. On that Friday night, you wake up early Saturday morning, four meetings, walkthroughs. Uh, that's when you really have like a dress rehearsal. Yeah. And then uh, it's game time, man. You know, so. Uh, but at that point, after the game, even after the game, no matter what time the game was, mm-hmm. you shower, you got your food, you hop on the bus, you sleep on the way back, you know, and that, that drive, and you might get early. early this, uh, yeah, put some wear and tear morning, on you. You know? Yeah. And that drive is, that drive is, it's tough. So what? You some long drives in there, man. So, so coming. So coming out of Mesquite, obviously, I think college football, we can all agree, is more of a business uh, playing the sport. Uh, high school, you have a little leniency. You got uh, UIL rules, et cetera. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What was the biggest difference for you uh, playing at the high school level? And like I said, you, you started as a true freshman. So did it feel like a train hit you in the, in, in the mouth? Or what was your hardest adjustment between high school and college ball? Man, the hardest adjustment for us, uh, I felt like as all freshmen, was one, the speed of the game, mm-hmm. and just two, how serious it was. You know, high school was a lot more fun. Uh, yeah. It was a lot of guys who got lost in college because they lost the fun aspect. Yeah. Because, like you said, it is a business, man. Mm-hmm. You're not winning. Uh, it can get pretty pictionary. Yeah. I know we had our runs at Sam Houston where we had the first two seasons. We got, I mean, it was it was rough. Our team was young and we took our hits, but it was it's rough on everybody, man. It's rough on us. It's rough mm-hmm. on the coaches. And uh, but as far as the, our biggest thing, man, we got kind of tossed in a fire uh, as two freshmen, and. Uh, and it was fast, man. Game speed was fast. Everybody mm-hmm. was big. Everybody was stronger. And yep. it was tough to get out there and just be able to handle business because, you know, everybody come from high school and yeah. you that dude. And then once you step on that college field, mm-hmm. I mean, you. I mean, it's it's different. It's completely yeah. different. So, so uh, what, uh, being being a, a scholarship athlete, what what are some of the things that is that are different as far as uh, – Treatment-wise, from the coaches or the fans or the office, the front office, as far as uh, scholarship between non-scholarship players, what were some of those key differences? Uh, man, it was, one, I can say we had, uh, we had a lot of community service, uh, and that came with Fritz. Mm-hmm. It was one of the things where he made us in the community, and it was good for us. Yeah, I liked it. It was different for us, but it was just small things like that. Us getting out in the community, yeah, going to the schools and having to read to the kids, which I love. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's still, I mean, it takes a toll on you sometimes. You know, you still have to get that schoolwork in, mm-hmm. and, and, and you still have to get your things done. 
on top of doing small things like that, yeah. a couple of hours here, you know what I'm saying? Um, okay. So, your side of the argument, and as you said in your uh, introduction that we had spoke on this a little bit uh, previously in the past. Yeah. When you're on scholarship, are did y'all have a meal plan or did y'all have a buffet style in the field house? Cause I know every university is different. Obviously, um, Sam Houston state being what they call an FCS school when it comes to yeah. football, did y'all have the meal plan or did y'all had, uh, have food prepped in the, in the field house? How, how did that go for y'all? Well, we had a meal plan, man. Uh, all freshmen have to have them. Mm-hmm. Buy it, it comes out of our scholarship money. Okay. Most big schools, they them guys get fed, you know. And yeah. They, they get fed three days a week. I mean, uh, three times a day, every day a week. Mm-hmm. In any case, we had to get a meal plan uh, each fall. It was only in the fall because we had a huge issue with guys losing a ton of weight. Yeah. Uh, so we had to get a meal plan, and this came out of our scholarship money. Okay. Uh, it, it's not something that was that was given given to us mm-hmm. to help us be paid for it. Uh, yeah, and and we had to choose just like every other student, and we paid the same price as every other student. Yeah, uh, it kind of sucked, but in a sense, it helped mm-hmm. us not lose weight. But it sucked for us having to pay for it. Okay, uh, I know here now these guys, if I'm not mistaken, they don't they get fed in the summer. Our biggest issue uh, really wasn't the meal plan. It was us having to be there in the summer and then us having to pay for everything. Okay. Uh, our school was paid for, but that's pretty much it, man. We yeah. had to pay for all our meals. And as you know, as a college student, once you get to the end of the semester, man, it gets, it gets crucial, man. And, uh, and it got tough just like that each semester, each summer. With us having to pay for our own meal, um, but now, if I'm not mistaken, we're going to be I think they changed their rule a while back, right after I was done playing, to where them guys get fed in the summer a couple meals each day, okay. uh, also each semester, which man, that's huge. That's yeah. huge. Just oh, for sure. That, yeah. Yeah. Just knowing that you have a meal because these days and then towards the end of the semester, man, we had potlucks and. Everybody shipped in just so we can eat, you know. And yeah. that's tough. Uh, so, you know what I mean. So when when you say scholarship money, can can you elaborate on that? Like, are you talking like room and board, books, or are you talking scholarship money? As in, they give me X amount each month, and that is considered my scholarship money, and I basically can do whatever with it. Uh, elaborate on the. On the term scholarship money. Yeah, our scholarship money covered room and board, uh, in a sense. Of course, it covered our books, our tuition. And if you were on full scholarship, it was guys that was on a partial scholarship, which in the FCS, uh, we can have guys on partial scholarship. Mm-hmm. Of course, the FBS, everything is full. Yeah. Well, we had guys on partial, so their books wasn't covered. Okay. Fortunately, I was on full scholarship. Everything mm-hmm. was coming for me, but we got everything up front. So we got everything at the very beginning of the semester, man, and it taught us money management to the fullest. Mm-hmm. You get everything up front, books don't come out of 
what we get as far as our housing mm-hmm. and uh, our food. But we get everything up front. And yeah. uh, if you don't have any grants or anything like that, man, it basically just covers uh, your house, and that's it, you know. Yeah. Um, I was, uh, and like I said, I was on four scholarships. Um, I was lucky to be able to get grants and stuff like that because if I didn't, man, I wouldn't have enough to move off campus. Uh-huh. Four scholarship really just covers everything on campus, and that's to eat. Uh, a meal plan as we were if we stayed on campus. We moved off campus. Mm-hmm. Your scholarship, it didn't change. It is what it is. You got everything up front. So it really just covered your housing, if that makes sense. Uh, yeah. Everything else was already taken care of as far as our books, our tuition. We didn't really see anything on that end. And mm-hmm. we just got a check, and that check was for housing and food, and you used it however you wanted to use it. Yeah. rent was. More than what you got, and that's just going to come out of your pocket, period. You know? Yeah. Um, so, but that tent was very small, man. It's not like most people think. Like, it's made for you to stay on campus. If you move on campus, it basically just covers the house. Yeah. You know what I'm Okay. So, uh, you, so I'm, I'm getting the vibe that you have maybe a little, not much pocket money after you... Man. You you spent the the books room and board. Yeah, it was a small amount. It was a small amount. Okay. And, uh, and like I said, I got I got some grants in there, so it yeah. wasn't too bad. I was able to live, but it's a whole lot of guys that's on scholarship. Yeah, absolutely eligible for those grants. You know what I mean? So it's like a very little bit of money. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So and when it's not, I get to live off of it. Did during the recruiting process? Uh, how much did they elaborate on the financial side uh, when they when they did offer you a scholarship? How much of that did they actually go into to where you were aware that okay, I get X, Y, and Z, but I have to pay for TUV? You know what I'm saying? How how much yeah. of that discussion did that happen after you had committed to Sam Houston State? Man, it really wasn't a whole lot. It's kind of. I mean, they kind of put it out there, but they kind of make sure you're taken care of. Mm-hmm. At the same time, you have to make those decisions and you should get there. You know, it's kind of a, yeah. uh, a wake-up call. Because you come in and you're 18 years old and you never had to manage money to that extent. And like I said, each school is different. It's certain schools that mm-hmm. they get paid each month. You know, at Sam Houston, we got paid everything up front. So yeah. if you went out and spent all your money, you know, up front on, you know, TVs or clothes or having to do it. Once that money was gone, it was gone. Yeah. There was a lot of issues to where we had guys on our team that they spent all their money and they didn't pay up their housing. The apartments or whatever, we're having a call. Our head coach and tell them that these guys couldn't pay all their bills. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And at that time, that's when Coach Fitz, he decided, if you couldn't handle yourself, you know, how you were supposed to, he'll put you up in a dorm, you know, and that was that. He made sure all that was paid for. But there's a whole lot of guys who wasn't ready to join their own yeah. in that sense. But as, as far as the recruiting end of it, it kind of just hits you in the face, man. Mm-hmm. They told you 
to you about it. You know that you're going to be on full scholarship, mm-hmm. but you don't know really to the extent of how much you're going to get. Yeah. You know. So uh, during as far as pocket money. So like during the, the stuff like that. During the recruiting process, did you expect that college football was was going to be how it was? The grind, the the weights, the film, the class, the study, the travel, uh, minimal to little sleep. Did did you expect that hard of a grind during the recruiting Man, process? Uh, you kind of do it and you kind of don't. Mm-hmm. Like I tell people, like I talk to these high school guys now, it's different, man. It's a yeah. business. Uh, and, and, and the coaches just want what's best for you. But the 530 stuff is what got you. Yeah. And that didn't end in the season. It carried on through the offseason. It mm-hmm. carried on through the summer. Uh, and I, I tell these kids now because these kids now have a hard time getting up in the morning. And it's 8 o'clock in the morning. Well, I think, man, it's going to be time where you got to get up at 5 in the morning, you know, just to be up there at 3 in the morning. Yeah. To eat and stuff like that. For sure. And you got to get up there and start to grind. That was the type of thing you know about, but you don't know about until you have Until you, <laughs> you experience uh, it, right? It's easier said than done. That's what it is. Yeah. So, I got a few questions for you. I, I kind of wanted to get the background uh, to get basically the reason why you think college athletes should be paid. And I think you, uh, over the last 15 minutes or so of this segment, I think you kind of explained why, because of the grind, because of the funds, etc. Few questions. Yeah. One, was it worth it? Was it worth it? Oh yeah, man. I I think so. Uh, I think if you ask any player who ever played, mm-hmm. uh, I think they said it was worth it. Even our school was paid for, you know. Yeah. Um, and people say, well, that's your money, and that's how you're getting paid. But what people don't understand is the grind we go through, mm-hmm. plus the toll it takes on your body. Uh, Absolutely, and, and not only that, but what the school makes off of some of these teams, you know. Oh what I mean? yes, yes. Uh, and, and, and we can go all day about that, but not only is it the crime, we're not allowed to work a full-time job for mm-hmm. you know yeah. all different type of reasons. But Correct. As far as the grind and the toll it takes on your body, I think that's what most people don't realize. Mm-hmm. And they say, well, yeah, your school is getting paid for it. Yeah, but I earned that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's not something that was given necessarily. A lot of people earn that stuff, you know? We worked hard all through high school just so we could earn Oh, I, 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 I would agree. Way out, you know what I'm saying? I would agree. And then on top of being successful, you should, you should get a little bit more, you know? Because mm-hmm. our coaches do. Everybody else do. Correct. But the players don't, you know? Correct. And and that's my thing. Once okay. you get to that level and you're successful and you're bringing in more than you're putting out, at some mm-hmm. point you should be able to see it. So, uh, so when, especially at some of these larger schools. So I'm going I'm to ask a personal question. You're, you're more than welcome to uh, neglect the question or not answer. I'm going to be respectful. Did you come out of Sam Houston State with any sort of debt? Student debt. Yes. Okay, that's a, that's all you got to say. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I I could go into depth in it more so from the summer. Uh, uh, I would take out a long, long in the summer. Uh, 
just so just so we could eat, you know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. our scholarship in the summer was a lot different than it was in the fall. Uh, I, I can imagine. Was your tuition? Mm-hmm. So outside of that, and your book, outside of that, man, you were on your own. Yeah. You get like a small job if you could get like a small part-time job on top of school, summer workout stuff like that. Uh, but we did it just so we have enough. Last yeah. as far as food, you know what I mean? It was, it was tough. Like I said, it was tough. So, you say yes. How would you say, knowing the grind, the experience, the behind the scenes, how would you say uh, college athletes should get paid? Up front, uh, should they get paid by um, their, their number, their name on the back of the jersey? How do you, how do you think the NCAA should disperse financial benefit to collegiate athletes. How would you do it? Uh, one, I mean, and they have changed this rule. These guys should be having to pay for their food on campus. To mm-hmm. me, as an athlete, that is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I understand that has to come from somewhere. But as far as them having to eat, them guys should never – it should – never be a case where them guys are going hungry. Mm-hmm. And it has been plenty of cases where guys have been hungry, not only on our level, mm-hmm. big division one level where them guys have ran out of money and they couldn't get food because they either didn't have a meal plan or they just didn't have it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It is what it is. As far as the people getting paid, I think it should be split pretty evenly. As far as, I mean, especially for the guys who are into a scholarship. It's a team thing. Nobody wins alone. You know what I mean? Yeah, uh, correct. And you got these schools like a Texas A&M and New York. I was fortunate enough to play against two out of your I played against RG3 and Menzel. You know them guys, some of the ton of jerseys with their numbers on. Not necessarily their name, but everybody knew who it was yeah. with the jersey number. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. In a case like that, I feel like that should be evenly throughout the team. It's a team thing. Them guys will probably say the same thing. Mm-hmm. They didn't get where they got on their own. Oh, absolutely. How you look at it, you know what I mean? How you look at it, them guys should get paid. How they, how, how they should get paid, well, that's kind of up for debate. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it should come after they're done, while they're there, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, but in a sense, them guys should be able to touch a piece of that. Okay. You know, the NCAA bring them billions of dollars. Mm-hmm. So I don't know where any of that money is going. It's going <laughs> somewhere, but, you know, I mean, it's, it's crazy just yeah. thinking about well, the money that's it, coming in that's not being given to these people. Right? Yeah, and, I mean, and, and, you you look at all these new facilities being built, coaches getting raises, like you kind of mentioned earlier. Coaches I think, raises, coaches yeah. Of so, so, how would you split? The money. Okay, so I, I use this as a prime example because I, I debate this a lot with, you know, uh, ex-collegiate athletes, average Joes, etc. How would you split money between, let's let's go to let's go to Florida State University, right? Yeah. You got Winston and then you got a female swimmer, right? How would you depict who earns what and how? Because obviously, at a school like Florida State, you get a Heisman winner, Winston, 
and then you got a little school girl who's who's swimming and diving. I mean, obviously, yeah. football is going to attract a lot more revenue than those yeah. on a diving team. So, how would the NCAA split that? But at the same time, athletes, we're all still amateurs in a sense, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. I know once you start getting paid, you become a pro. But at the same time, I still think it should go out pretty evenly. Uh, or you can go in a sense where if football, if they bring in the most, which most of the time they do, mm-hmm. they should get the most of the pie, and then everything else should be spread out. You know. Okay. But as far as, I mean, it's, it's kind of hard to say, man, because you can you can really go either way with it. Okay. Uh, my biggest thing is it's a lot of money being made. <laughs> I, I, I think we could all agree, you yes. You know what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, it's, we can go into that argument, but we have to go into a whole lot of other things, yeah. too. Because while we were at Sam Houston, our women's only team won the national title. It's going to all schools in the country, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. The national title at any level, is huge. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Uh, so, we can really go into it, but you also have to look at how successful these sports are. Our Correct. baseball team, Correct. really, really good. Our, our women's volleyball team in 2012 won conference. You know what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. I mean, when these people are winning, something should be given to them. And it's just, that's a little extra. You know what I mean? It's, I tell people, it's hard to win. Yeah. Everybody wants to win. Yeah, and I'll I'll be honest with you. I I think one day it will come because, uh, as as you may have saw yesterday, an allegation came against Jimbo Fisher and the A and M staff of a player wanting to transfer, but with his grudge against the coaching staff, he came out with allegations of coaches handing them straight cash for recruits. So I think NCAA will wrap around it eventually. But uh, Darnell, I appreciate you having it on. Uh, I know I could speak on behalf of all Sam Houston State and the Bearcat family that it was exciting to watch y'all play. I think that that 2011 and 2012 team really set the foundation for Sam Houston State football under Coach Fritz and then eventually under Coach Keeler, who has had almost the same success. They haven't reached the national title like those two memorable seasons that y'all have. But uh, they're they're still a winning program, and and I think y'all were, like I said, the foundation, the blueprint to Sam Houston State University, and it was was awesome to watch y'all guys ball out week in, week out, Uh, seeing y'all, you know, at the Fox – uh, celebrating and and really bringing joy to the student body and yeah, and the yeah, campus yeah, life. So, uh, like I said, I appreciate you taking some time to join in the the jet sweep. I appreciate your your insight to how things. I think a lot of people will gather a lot of information from this from a firsthand collegiate athlete, and hopefully uh, from from a collegiate athlete standpoint that the NCAA will come to their senses. And uh, help you guys out. Oh yeah, man! Oh yeah, man! It was a pleasure talking to you, Red. You know, I'll always talk to you. We can talk football and sports all day long. And like you said, it was a pleasure being at Sam Houston. I do feel like you set the foundation. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And uh, I love going back, man. It kind of changed so much what we were accomplishing in sports alone, yeah. you know. Uh, I like going back. But like I said, man, it was a pleasure talking to you. Yes, sir. Anytime you want to talk sports, I'm here. You know you can find me. You have my number. Uh, and it was a pleasure, man. Yes, sir. And that's Darnell Taylor, folks. The former safety for the same Houston State Bearcats. But at this time, I'll, I'll go into a little bit of my opinion on the subject of should collegiate athletes get financial benefit from the NCAA or the university itself. And my first response is no. Do I think there will become a time where it is allowed? Yes. I think there are certain ways to go about it. A lot of these college athletes they get they get in trouble they get caught whether it be drugs weapons whatever the case may be alcohol and just imagine if they had a few more dollars in their packet pockets of what could happen i know you can't make a decision off a few bad apples and punish the rest of the athletes out there and I think there are ways to go about it in a positive way. For instance, if you were to pay an athlete and put it into a CD or savings account till that particular student athlete graduates, then coming out of college as a graduate, they will not have real world struggles as many average Joes like myself face. The reality is many college athletes wish and hope and work very hard to go to the next level in their respective sport, whether it be football, basketball, swimming, bowling, whatever the case may be. The percentage of that happening is very, very low. So when they come out of college as a graduate and get hit in the mouth by reality and plan A doesn't work, well... Thankfully, the NCAA University has this set aside, aka Plan B, to help you jumpstart your career in, in whatever field you may want to go in. I think that's a huge, huge uh, plus and a benefit it would be because average Joes like myself, I know people with student loans in the 30s, 40s, 60s, thousand dollar range and still paying off those loans from five six seven eight years ago instead that money could be going to a new car a new house savings account investments so i think there are other ways than just giving it to them directly or a monthly allowance is to give them something to look forward to if plan a does not work of course, we are hearing about the allegations accused of Jimbo Fisher and his staff of a, or from a player who is trying to transfer, not sit out a year, and then has came out with these allegations of the AM coaching staff giving him straight cash to show recruits fun in College Station. I mean, College Station is fun, and you don't need much cash to do it, believe me. But that is the harsh reality. And I believe there is some truth to these allegations because no university in the United States plays by the rules when it comes to sports. Cars, um, parents receiving financial benefit, house, etc. Whatever the case may be, 
I don't think any university in the NCAA is playing by the rules. So I think there's some truth to these allegations, but mark my words, this will become a trend because as we saw a lot this past year, Jimbo Fisher, Herm Edwards, Kevin Sumlin, all these new coaches, right? They, The old coaches recruit players and new coaches come in and the recruits does not like the way things are being ran, the playing time, the practices, uh, personnel changes, etc. So when they try to transfer, they're going to try to expose their ex-programmer, ex-coach with these allegations. Just all become all from a grudge they may have. So I think this will be popping up more, more so than not. Unfortunately, it has come to that. But another way is, so perfect example, you see the number two and maroon and white. Who do you think of? Johnny Manziel. You see the number 15 and blue, orange, and white. Who do you think of? Tim Tebow. You see number 10 and orange and white. Who do you think of? Vince Young. So I think there are opportunities that a player brings a lot of attention to the university. Heisman winners, national championship teams, they bring those fans in. And I think a percentage of that should go to that particular player and or the team. As Darnell said in the interview earlier that without the team, that person cannot do it by himself. So I think it could be split up in percentages. Uh, and that's that's a way I see players get paid, in a sense, is by selling that merch, bringing in fans, selling tickets, that kind of good stuff. So, folks, episode one of season two, that wraps it up. Exciting, exciting week ahead next week as the official opening weekend of college football. Until next week, let's break it down and get some water. I don't want this to be the best things ever happened in your life. When you're 54, I don't want you to say winning a football game is the best thing that ever happened in my life. You'll have it, and you'll be a champion for the rest of your life. You make sure that's one of the best sports things in your life, but you promise me you got enough about you to be a great citizen and a great role model, a great father, and a great leader in your family.